Episode 56, Chris Farrell. The Awaken Your Alpha podcast. Live limitless. Tracking down the finest alpha minds on the planet for you every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Worlds they live by. For example, put the cookie down. Origins, biggest failures, fears, awakening moments, Yoda questions, yin-yang, the alpha round, and their wake-up question to finish. Make sure you follow us also on Twitter at Awaken Your Alpha to get all the details and keep in the loop. Follow us on Twitter and go to the Facebook group, like our page, and men, get inside that group, just request, and I'm sure we have you and welcome you on in there. Get to the podcast! I'm going to do this whole interview with Alan Partridge. <laughs> Thanks, Adam. I've got my big plate. <laughs> oh my god yeah i'm looking forward to it okay guys i have a brilliant one for you today i have chris farrell um he's from chris farrell membership and this was voted the number one online income success for 2014 i know chris from way back in well not that long 20 2011 i think 2010 around that time when it was purely we were the two englishmen out of a lot of americans so we uh we attracted each other and he likes Alan Partridge for all the Americans yes, out do. there. That, that is one of the top radio DJs, DJs even from uh, the UK. And Chris is actually was a radio DJ at one time. So, um, first, <laughs> first Sorry. Chris, I'm just warming ready? up. I'm warming up with my Alan impressions in case I okay. burst into Alan well, later. Someone's about to attack you from behind as well. Someone's going to, uh-huh. <laughs> um, it's my wife. It's Noah Wiley from ER. <laughs> Looks like him, doesn't it? Yeah. Bye. <laughs> so on that note, are you ready to awaken your alpha, Chris? I think I am. I haven't done that this morning, so let's let's try and awaken the alpha. If you, if you haven't done that already, yeah, let's do that today. So um, that was a quite a brief intro from me about you and your membership site. Is there anything else you'd like to add to get get started, or is that okay? Yeah, he's been very sex successful online. Not not sexy. Very, very sexy online. Yep. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. But, um, Thanks, Adam. Is, is there anything else you'd like to add? To the well, no, being sexy online is really where I'm kind of putting all my emphasis. So I appreciate you flagging it up in the introduction straight away. And that's really where I want to put most of my time and effort, you know, into bringing sexy back online. Okay. So uh, that's, the, that's the master. Just saying, just so he may come across as slightly crazy, but just to get you your attention as well, it's like, for starters, he's had a million dollar day online. Is that right? Um. I have. I well, should. I always. That. I always like to. <laughs> yes. I always like to clarify that though, because I know it sounds impressive. That was in sales. Now I know that still sounds, you know, impressive. But as uh, as one of my favourite mentors once said, you know, <laughs> um, profits is different. Uh, profits are better than wages. No, hang on. That's not what he it's said. It's not what Let you make. Think. It's what you take. That's <laughs> exactly what I'm fumbling to say. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> so um, just because when 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 that is banded around, please, I don't want anyone to think you know that was a million dollars of profit. It was a million dollars sales. You know, we still did quite handsomely out of it, but there's <laughs> things like affiliates, which would take 50%. Yeah. I had a business partner who was on 50%. So suddenly it can get whittled down and does. So I always like to be totally kind of, you know, real. But that okay. said, we still did make a million dollars of sales online in 24 hours. Yes. Is there a kind of like a success or alpha quote that you like to live your life by that comes to mind that resonates with you? What a great question. Well, um, a moment ago, Jim Rohn once said, and he said, he said something that really resonated and really harpooned me. He said that don't wish that things were easier, wish that you were better. 
And when I heard him say that, I, it's quite rare. I'm sure you're the same, Adam, in life when you hear something, you, it almost takes the wind out of your sails. I really had to sit back and I remember clearly thinking, gosh, that's so beautifully said. And I love people that are great orators, great communicators. That I think is particularly poignant. You know, don't wish that things were easier. Don't wish that you made more money faster. Wish that you had more skills that long term are, are, are only going to benefit you. So that's, that's my favorite saying. And it's still difficult, you know, to actually stick by that day in, day out, because I think we live in a, we live in a, in a world of where everybody has a sense of entitlement, where everybody's made to feel that, you know, I want to get results now. But the biggest, the biggest uh, killers of success, I think, are greed and impatience. You know, people want to make a lot of money and they want to do it right now. Well, sadly, life doesn't work like that. The only place, I've often said this, the only place where success comes before work is in the dictionary. Don't wish that things are simpler. Wish that you had more skills. I think it's a really good way to live our life by. So that would be my, my alpha quote. No, oh, I love that. And just enjoy the journey as well. Because if it was, like you say, if, if it's easy to do, usually it's not as worthwhile. <laughs> and if you get there so quickly, you won't appreciate it so much sometimes. Yeah, I mean, happiness, again, it's a cliche. Happiness is, is the journey, not the destination. And I'm, you know, I'm not saying this is to spout a, a nice, colourful, pretty cliche. I, I kind of need to, as we all do, kind of embellish that as well. And sometimes I think, you know, I need to enjoy the journey more than just the destination. So uh, I, I absolutely agree with you. Absolutely. Cool. And uh, talking about the destination, just to let you guys know, um, Chris is originally from the UK. He might have caught up. He uh, speaks normally, but all you uh, American listeners and Australians. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't say that, American friends. I now say, I may, have, I may sound like I'm from Brooklyn, but I now do sound, I do that, say things like yogurt and around. Oh, yeah, don't. yeah. And garage oh, man. and gas and cell phone. Oh, yeah. And when I go back home to England, people are saying, it's not gas, it's petrol. I'm like, no, it's not, it's gas. If you live in America, it's gas. So, um, so yeah, I, am, I think I'm yoga definitely... is the worst one. I'm, I'm, because obviously I'm an American now. My wife's American, and we're, I'm surrounded by Americans, and we're in our little sort of house. We're staying at our sisters, and everyone's saying yogurt, and I'm, I'm still flying the yogurt flag. I'm, and I'm trying to make sure because my little boy is free, and he started saying yogurt, and I'm not having it. <laughs> okay, I'll remind you of that in six months' time when I catch I'm up with you. Go, hey, I'm just going down to Ventura Boulevard to get some yogurt. I'll be like, Adam, <laughs> ding, you've changed. Well, you've changed. you changed. <laughs> right. Okay. So we touched on a bit of your, oh, and so I didn't say then. So now he's in, obviously he's in California. Well, Hollywood, no, uh, Beverly Hills. Yes, sir. With a, he looks like a, a British rock star. We've got, he's got his record on the, the wall behind him as well. So I'm just, oh, I don't know if you can see stuff. this. Yes, that's true. I have a, a little, uh, in a, from a previous career, I have like a little gold album on the wall here, which is quite exciting. Oh, lovely. And we, we just started to touch on this. So could you tell us a little bit more of your origin story? How did you get from pretty much my neck of the woods in the south of England to Beverly Hills talking to me, which, which must be the pinnacle? It is the pinnacle. I am a little upset that once we finish this call, it's all going to be like, well, what's the point in carrying on? Once you've peaked, ALW, no point carrying on after this. Um, well, very, very, very long story short, I had always admired, I suspect like many listeners to, um, to, to this might, might be similar, but I, I'd always admired people that had, uh, had got out of their comfort zone and tried new things. And very long story short, I used to work in London. I used to work on the radio. I was, um, kind of the, the mid morning presenter on a big station in London. In fact, it's the number one station. And, oh, uh, that's it. Yeah. Okay. You've done your, you've done your homework. Yeah, I know, I know. And then I met a girl. It's always a girl, isn't there? 
and uh, <laughs> we got married after a few weeks believe it or not of meeting and she's an actor and she needed to be in LA so we had wow. that kind of decision to make where do we go do we stay in London and I concentrate on my radio career or do we move to LA and allow Frida to, to kind of try and build a, an acting career so we moved to LA and so I was out here in 2006 knowing nobody knowing nothing not knowing what to do kind of enjoying as you said earlier the journey and thinking right okay new challenges <laughs> new excitement new friends new opportunities you know new fears new worries and uh, that was 2006 always been interested in the internet like a lot of people I suspect listen to this didn't know the first thing about it uh, decided in 2008 to kind of take a look at it and simply worked hard to understand how this business works and uh, that's kind of where it all where it all started from so if it wasn't for a woman it's always a woman I suspect <laughs> I probably wouldn't have been out here so uh, I love how those you know those it's the butterfly effect isn't it how you know something happens and it, it, your life goes up a total tangent and you meet new people have different opportunities and uh, you know who knows I'm now in LA that and the fact that I was, um, you know, went to prison in England and had to leave the country. I like to keep that <laughs> side of it quiet, though, understandably. This is why I like finding the origin story. Speaking to you, obviously, you've done your radio thing. That's, that's really successful um, in that career. I always Thank assumed you. you were the driving force and going Mr. Going Mr. Hollywood. But no, you were following your lady. That's good. Yes, I guess I was, really. Um, I'd always... I'd always admired people that had got out of their comfort zones. I just have. And it's scary, but I just, everyone from, from Branson to Gandhi, people that are just taking that slightly different path. I've kind of got this big thing. And as I get older, it's becoming more and more prevalent in my life that I really want to try and make every day count. And I certainly don't succeed every day, but some days I do. Because I think one of the biggest regrets is is getting to, towards the end of our life and realizing that we haven't done stuff because of fear. Now, I know that's something that we can all relate to. There's a great book that you might have, might have read called The Five Regrets of the Dying. It's a terrible title, but uh, it's just a terrific book. It's about um, a palliative nurse that spent her life looking after people that were towards the end of their life. And in, the, in that state, people have nothing to kind of to, to hide. And they essentially would say what their, their biggest regrets were. And the number one regret was not having done something. doesn't matter what that thing is, whether it's acting or pottery classes or ballet or asking a girl or a guy out, but having not done something because of fear. Let's try and not get to the stage in our life where we're in that situation when we're saying, oh man, I didn't do something because of, because of fear. It's like whether it's creating a business, you know, it's moving to America. As Jim Rohn again, I seem to be quoting him a lot. He also once said, "The things that are easy to do are also easy not to do," and that's a very poignant thing. You know, it's 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 easy not to do something. It's easy not to start a web business. It's easy yeah. not to move to a new country. It's also easy to do it once we start it's thinking easy like to watch that. Other people do it and criticize potentially, and just you know say, "Ah, oh, that's there's reasons why," and pick reasons why you couldn't do it yourself or reasons why they shouldn't do it. But I like you say, you're not going to regret giving it a go at the end of the day. So. No, I think the thing you regret is not having given it a go. Well, talking about getting outside your comfort zone, being a radio host in London for like one of the biggest stations, if not the biggest station, Heart, a lot of people would have thought, right, this is it. They would have tucked in and they would have rode that train to, 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 to the, as long yeah. as possible. No, you're so right. What, what do you think made you, number one, get that radio show? How was the journey to get that? Because that will not just drop in your lap. You have to go proactively in you know, you've got to have talent number one and you've got, to, you've got to proactively pursue that. And then what do you think made you think, right, apart from your lady, what do you think made you confident enough to get out of your comfort zone and start from scratch again? Uh, great question. Well, I think what helped 
get me the radio thing originally is good old-fashioned bribery. Had some great pictures <laughs> of the boss in a compromising position once at an office party. And said, look, you give me this mid-morning show, or these, these go public, pal. So, um, you know, good old-fashioned mafia bribery always yeah. works for me. So, um, no, do you know what? I'm, I'm definitely, I subscribe, I, I, I suspect you might be similar as well. I do subscribe to the school of uh, good old-fashioned um, hard work. I'm definitely more of a tortoise than a hare. I eventually tend to get where I want to go, but it's, is, I'm not the fastest. And I know I'm not, even in the online world. You know, I know from the outside looking in, I'm, you know, perceived as having, having done well. But gosh, you know, I have spent six years working 14 hours a day, mm. six, seven days a week to kind of learn my skill. And like in, in any avenue of life, whatever profession we want to, to take on board, we have to educate ourselves first. We have to get good at essentially delivering value to our marketplace. And that means learning, learning new skills. I do a thing every day called my learning time. And I try and spend 30 to 60 minutes every morning learning something new, particularly about online marketing, which is what mm -hmm. I do. And that's marketing, evolving, isn't it? It's always, it's always it, all, it never gets to the point where you feel like you know everything, and, and nor should it. No. You know, we should never feel like we know everything. But to be successful in pretty much any avenue of life, you don't need to know everything. You just need to know one or two things well and execute one or two things well. Because here's the thing I've discovered in most businesses, most businesses, particularly when you get to know the business owners, most businesses, they tend to really just do the, the bare essentials and they kind of get by. So if you just do the bare essentials a tiny bit better, it's amazing how very quickly you can kind of elevate yourself. And actually all you're really doing is just doing the essentials a bit better than most people because most people are lazy. Most people <laughs> will actually only do the bare essentials. And uh, just talking to you now as well, it becomes very clear someone who's actually pursuing their passion whilst they're doing this work and someone who's, you know, has got a bit of a job and they may be putting the hours in, but at the end of the day, I would, someone like yourself who's doing your 12, 13 hour days, it's your passion. You can tell that and it comes out, it pours out over the internet and in these interviews. And that is someone who people Thank are attracted you, to either in business or just, you know, in life. So I think that's important for this show and important for, if you're going to spend that amount of time doing something, you really better choose something you like or even love. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I agree with you. They, you know, they say, don't they find, find your passion, but that's always a challenge because you know, what happens if you don't, what happens if you don't know your passion? Yeah, it is. It is. But we all kind of, when you, there's, everybody's got something, and this is what's great about a web business. Everybody's got something that they actually just find themselves interested in it and it could be anything online world that could be your subject matter that you end up eventually monetizing but you're absolutely right you know you have to immerse yourself in something that you have that natural passion for and the passion i'll let you into a little secret don't think that the passion will stay there all the time because it won't and even i get days and weeks where i'm thinking oh gosh you know i need a little bit of a break yeah. you will have peaks and troughs but you certainly do need to start with something that you're passionate about because if you start with something just to make money in that subject matter you can bet you're going to be battling all the time and um you won't nearly be as successful if you if you start from a position of actually having a bit of personal you know invested passion in that subject matter how i first saw chris and then met chris um was he was on stage and he was talking about his journey and it was relatively early in that journey i think he was probably about a year and a half or yeah, 18 months into really getting into the internet wow. business. And like you said, you'd immerse yourself in it. Um, and that was inspiring because again, a lot of times if you, if you're seeing someone on stage, who's you know, been doing it for a long time and they're just on a different level, whereas this was kind of like you were there so telling people you've been doing this 18 months, you've been working hard, but this is how it has happened. And you can, 
you know, you can mentor from that position as in you've just, you've walked in the path just recently yourself. My question to you now, when was the awakening type moment? And this could be to do with the internet marketing. It could be to do younger when you got into the radio or when you felt like your life kind of sort of went up a notch and you really started to feel comfortable in your path. Wow. What a question. Um, my, I, I do remember when I was uh, relatively, I don't know if it is late in life, but I'll, I'll back up a little bit. I, I, I've met a lot of people in business that have all had a similar story. And the similar story is that they were quite entrepreneurial as kids. They were quite interested in business as kids. And I remember every time I would hear this story, and a lot of these people are very, very dear friends of mine. I'm in mastermind groups with a lot of these people. I remember thinking the same time, thing all the time, and that is I was never that person. I was never the entrepreneurial kid. I was never interested in business. And it was only really when I was about 36 years old, which is about six years ago, um, where I started thinking about creating my own business, because I don't know if this is an English thing, mm -hmm. maybe it is, but I was never, and this isn't a judgment call and I'm not, you know, I'm not crying about it, but I was never really encouraged. Well, let me back up a little bit here. Growing up in England is what, what we were encouraged. And Adam, maybe you've experienced this yourself. We were essentially encouraged to get a good job. That was really kind of the bottom line. We were never encouraged to actually create the business that maybe, provides good jobs for people or create the company and yeah, only right. when i started thinking like that i that was a real revelation to me when i was about 36 i started thinking do you know what rather than just getting a good job and getting as well a paid job as i can possibly get why don't i actually create something myself but eventually maybe i'll have jobs for other people well that wasn't really my objective my my intention was to control my own destiny as cliched as it sounds and for for me at 36 that was a huge takeaway and it was so yeah. so exciting so that was probably my awakening moment thinking that actually do you know what none of us have to be at the beck and the call of a boss of nine to five of a glass ceiling on your income yeah. you know you're never going to earn however much you might be being being paid in your job there's always going to be that glass ceiling and the person above you and the person above them is always going to earn more than you yes i know it's not all about money i understand yeah. that but you know with a business head on i kind of thought you know i don't want to have to ask for time off work yeah. and that's, go away like three you say, days. that's not just the fact about money like you say, it's not about the money it's the fact that someone's got control over yeah. your money in that sense i know what you mean and it's for some people it can almost feel like when i was working in a job it was just that feeling of a bit like a a caged animal yeah <laughs> to a certain point and uh, talking about like the growing up in england and the, the school i can I, I paid attention in school and i can barely remember business classes I, they barely had them but when they had them, they were business in the sense of working for someone else in a corporate type business sense they were never where at least 50 percent of a true business class should be talking about entrepreneurial type adventures and starting up your own business and that kind of aspect because for kids, that would be so much more inspirational. And that's why well, yeah, schools are missing. It's really funny living now in America. It's the word entrepreneur in England is, and you, you'll, you'll know this, Adam, but if you, if, somebody, if you meet somebody at a party in England and they say they're an entrepreneur, you almost snigger at them. You almost laugh at them because it's kind of got a reputation in England of essentially meaning, do you know what? They do lots of things and none of them really work. Yeah. But in America, it's worn as a badge of honor. Entrepreneurialism is something that is embraced. Oh, you know, it's a real kind of, it's, it's some, because it means somebody's got out of their comfort zone and they busted their balls to build something. It's worn as a, a badge of honor. So it's incredible the, the difference. Have you found this, Americans yes. versus English, the, the yes. definition of entrepreneurialism? Well, definitely, because especially when for quite a few years, I, was, I still had my foot in the sort of teaching and lecturing part-time. And because that was sort of like half what I did, 
I didn't even mention the entrepreneurial thing. I just, right. everyone can, oh, you, you're a teacher. So I say, I, I teach a bit. And then that's, that's the easier out. Yes. <laughs> now I'm, I've got my entrepreneur flag and I'm just, I'm just fly, flying it. So it helps. <laughs> Do you know, one thing I'd like to quickly mention that we just touched on a second ago is when we just said a few minutes ago, you know, it's, it's, it's not about the money. It's interesting actually, because I actually, I don't know how to kind of word this without sounding like being Mr. Materialistic, because I don't mean to be. But you know, everybody says, and you always hear people say, oh, it's not about the money when they're in business. They're not. Do you know what? I don't actually know. Let's be totally honest if that's true. The money gives it you is, options, doesn't it? That, that's exactly. It's not it's maybe about just freedom, about the, the money. money is part of. Yeah. I mean, I, it, for me, it is about the money because the money equates to freedom. So when I hear people say, oh, it's not about the money at all, why I'm in business, it's not. I'm thinking, do you know what? I don't actually believe, I don't believe you. It's, it's people not being comfortable by saying that they want to make money. And this was a real big learning curve for me. It isn't just the money. It's the money means you have options. The money yeah. means you have freedom. I had an interesting chat the other day to uh, someone and they, were, they pointed out that in all sort of mainstream media, every, every kind of film or TV show where there's, a villain like it's don't work like 95 percent of the time it's the one percent guy it's the rich guy who's evil in some shape apart from the fact that most villains in films are english which i yes. love yes <laughs> that should you should you'd be a good villain I think. i'd be a great villain wouldn't i yeah, unassuming I, yeah now you in bond so, i think you'd be good in bond for as a villain do you think so yeah okay get a cat. I, can, I can see that get a cat i've got four dogs maybe shave your head I could be like the, the villain trying to juggling four dogs. Ah, come, come, Mr. Bond. I say, oh, hang on. Just drop Mr. Stevens. Hang on, Bond. Ah, come, come, Mr. Bond. When you, ah, hang on. Alan, come back here. All That's the dogs good. kind of be running yeah, they, out. They, when they wouldn't be scared of you initially, but then you'd have exactly. a you'd, you'd switch. Ruthless. I like it. When I walk dogs, I walk them for Queen and Country. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Like Were well, you in the I right like, place, LA? We could pitch this. I like where you're going, Em. You can get your wife to be the Bond girl. Yep. Or oh, I could be the Bond set. girl. Yeah. I've got good legs. So, yeah. <laughs> this could be a new project. There we go. Perfect. Perfect. It could work. It could work. So, in this journey, this is our Yoda question. Who helped you awaken your alpha along the way? There might have been one or two key figures, or it could all be you. <laughs> <laughs> come, come, Mr. Bond. It was all me. Um, who helped me? Gosh, what a question. I think I got a lot of help from... Um, Dear Jim Rowan, funnily enough, who we've mentioned a few times, who passed away a few years ago, I just found his business philosophy and his advice just kind of uncommon common sense in this busy, crazy world that we all live. If I was ever feeling a bit little challenged, I'd certainly watch it. I'd just go to YouTube, punch in a quick video of his, and uh, he helped me he helped me probably tremendously, actually. Well, from one wise man to another. So Alan Partridge wasn't in there for your... your Alan Washington radio. there. <laughs> Got your big plate, Alan. Alan Partridge is, for those that may be unaware, what would you say? <laughs> probably one um, of the most famous uh, comedic British characters. Well, again, if you're in America, so Steve Coogan, he's done a few bits over there. He's done a few movies, isn't he? You're, people would probably recognise him. I'm trying to think. Around the World in 80 Days. The only reason I know that is because Arnold Schwarzenegger did a little cameo in it. <laughs> but um, yeah, so he's done a few little bits over there, but he's a comedian. He was in Night at the Museum. He was in a Philomena, oh, yeah, was, which yeah, was that's, Oscar nominated. Museum, We've talked about the Chris Farrell membership, um, online success in a nutshell, we, we can talk about what that is exactly. And then we can almost give someone who's interested in this at pursuing this Avenue, 
what sort of advice would you give them? Start- I, I would say if anybody's interested in creating an, um, a regular online income, firstly, it can be done. Mm-hmm. Uh, secondly, it takes a bit of work, like anything in life worth achieving. It's not the, the, the thing you could do right now is just unsubscribe from anybody's list or and unsubscribe from any kind of shiny buttons or uh, click, click instant riches. And uh, there's so many products out mm-hmm. there that promise that and none of them will deliver because it's, that's not business. You know, they're just selling the dream and the marketers behind these products know that. So uh, it takes a little bit of work, not a huge amount of work, but like anything worth achieving does take some work. You need to, you need to learn the foundations first. Um, otherwise, what's happening is you're just, you're just aiming at you know, opportunity seekers and you, you want to stop being an opportunity seeker. You want to become what I like to think of as a strategic thinker. And that means having a plan, you know, having a plan. And once you, once you have a plan, once you have a roadmap, it's like driving in a car to go somewhere. You, if it's the first time you're driving there, you need to know how you're going to get there. It's exactly the same with making money online. Once you know how you're going to get there, you can repeat the process. It's, it amazes me how many people are, are not prepared to put in even a, even a few hours to learn essentially the three steps. And there are only three steps. And I'll quickly run through them, if, if I may. The very first thing we do to make money online, so if you're a total newcomer and you're interested in earning a little bit of additional income online, the very first thing we do is we find an area online where people are already spending money. In other words, identify a profitable area, profitable niche, profitable market, call you call it what you want. doesn't matter right now if you're thinking, well, I don't know what to sell. That doesn't actually matter. We just identify an area where people are already spending money. So let's choose, I don't know, how to speak Spanish, let's say. Mm-hmm. Very, very profitable area. So that's the first thing we do. We now have already defined an area where people are already spending money. So it's a profitable area. The second thing we do is once we now know our area that we're eventually going to make money online in, the second thing we do is then we then build a list of people that are interested in this subject matter. People that put their hand up in the air and say, hey, I'm interested in learning how to speak Spanish online. How do we build a list? We create a one-page website that allows us to capture visitors email addresses when they turn up at our site and using things such as Facebook advertising, for example, we can very quickly get targeted traffic, i.e. traffic that's already interested in learning how to speak Mm -hmm. Spanish to come to our website. Some of that traffic, not all of it, some of it will then come to our website if it's well written and if it looks enticing and it looks nice on the eye, some of that traffic will then will give us their email address, not all, but some. So now we're building a list. We're collecting people that are interested they're warm prospects as it's known they're warm prospects they're interested in in this case the subject matter of how to learn spanish that's step two now they haven't spent any money yet so they're known as prospects they're not customers step three is where the monetization takes place once we have this list we want to introduce our list to related products that might be products that already exist out there online so affiliate products in other words or you may end up creating your own product but the kind of the missing secret source is, and most people don't do this incidentally, is we want to engage with those people that sign up to our list. Like you do very well, Adam. You want to not try and sell all the time. You just want to essentially create a dialogue, a relationship, like you do when you meet somebody at a party, you know, like, like we do in life. If you're a, you know, if you're a, a, a fully functioning human being, you wouldn't try and go for the, uh, go for the, you know, the marriage straight away. <laughs> go for the dates, go for the, you know, the marriage proposal straight away. If you just meet a girl or a guy, it's about creating relationships. I'm yeah, we, all, we, we all know someone who's, if you go out, who's like that guy who just goes straight for the kill and it doesn't yeah. go well. <laughs> no, you're looking at me when you say that. But, um, <laughs> but no, you're right. It doesn't. And so that's really the three steps. And once you understand those three steps and have it all set up online, there's a great saying, systems work, it's people that fail. It's absolutely true. It's only a computer. It's only a web page. It's only some traffic that we're sending to it. Once we have that system up and running, 
the system works it's people that fail and the reason people fail is because as we mentioned earlier they're greedy and they're impatient but once we have this system up and running then all we'd really have to do now i appreciate i'm simplifying it a little bit but all we'd really have to do once we have this system up and running is just send more traffic to the to step one building building our list and that's really how web business works. And that's really what we teach at Chris Farrell membership. Now, of course, like anything, you know, when you get under the bonnet, there's always, you know, more things that we can do. But that is essentially kind of the three steps, how, yeah. to, how to make money online, find a profitable area. Step two, build a list of people interested in that subject matter. Step three, introduce your now list to products or services that they may be interested in. And that's kind of it. Perfect. Absolutely. Thank perfect. you. <laughs> no trouble. Fine. I've had 23,000 people go through the training. Now, that certainly is not 23,000 active members right now. That is 23,000 people who you've helped help a lot of people. That's, that's quite yes. a reach. I know we have had a few students that have gone on to have seven-figure launches and seven-figure web businesses and quite a few that have had six-figure. But more importantly, you know, tens of thousands maybe not tens of thousands but you know thousands certainly yeah. that are, are earning you know three to four figures a month which is for me the sweet spot because that's yeah. just enough to we're all kind of bludgeoned in the society to think you've got to have a million dollar business mm -hmm. why yeah. obviously that's nice but really why why is it you know it's, if you just earn 10 grand a month yeah. through a web business that's um it's massively know, that's, down to the individual and where they live Do, it, it really is you live in Roger City in Northern Michigan, or if you live in Beverly Hills, you know the, the what you need to get by on a day-to-day -day basis will vary massively. So and if you live in Romford in Essex, they pay you to live there. <laughs> so uh, sorry if you live in Romford. I used to live outside Romford, so I can make that joke without hopefully getting hey. beaten up by my Essex friends. Hey, I'm sure <laughs> Crawley near Gatwick is a similar similar is state it? of affairs. <laughs> okay, Adam said I that. I love you. Born and bred. <laughs> Right. Um, we've pretty much made it to the alpha round, but firstly, I want to hit you up, change the pace a little bit. So okay. The yin yang round, be ready. All you have to do. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about, by the way. Yin yang, blank, okay, but I'm up for it. Go 50, for it. 50 options, and you just go with your gut on this. Okay. Okay. Schwarzenegger or Stallone? Stallone. Dinner in or dinner out? Dinner in. San Francisco or New York? New York! baby oh. tea or coffee coffee <laughs> radio or tv hmm good one tv oh, he says being un unloyal to his roots <laughs> chris you've changed <laughs> I, I tell you i'm trying to work alan partridge into this but i can't think of an equivalent so it's not going to work <laughs> Gosh, not a problem release your headmaster uh, we move straight on then briefly to the complete blank around just complete the blank for me your best friend would describe you as a big blank. <laughs> um, I'd say reliable. Ah, that's a good one. I've had yeah. all sorts of that question. <laughs> okay. Um, if you had to eat one food for the rest of your life, it would be chocolate flavored angel delight. Oh, very manly. <laughs> I can handle vanilla flavor, but whew. No, chocolate. And I'd smother myself in it every day as well. Just, well, uh, just thought I'd leave for, it with that. For nice our female image. listeners out there and, and yeah. men, that floats your boat. Yeah, let's not be, let's not be fussy. Men, female, <laughs> animals. Angel delight lovers. There we go. Um, last time you were drunk was or merry? You're, it's up to you. Gosh, well, I'm super dull now and I don't drink at all. I just take heroin. So um, <laughs> probably 10 years ago. 
Wow. So, yeah, we while ago. We while ago, young sir. I guess that was in London. It was in London, yes, in my misspent my misspent twenties, ah. which uh, which were fun. But yeah, isn't it funny how you change? So <laughs> um, different priorities, definitely. Totally. Um, uh, any more for the complete blanker? What did you call me? <laughs> well, that's, how dare you. that's how I thought up this name for this round. I thought I thought I was being really clever, and I say complete blanker round to all the Americans. Nothing, no response, because I was trying to, you know, I was trying to lean towards, but no. Anyway, yes. <laughs> so I'm glad you even appreciate that. I was trying to get that. You're um, trying to insult us. <laughs> your celebrity crush is uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt. Oh yes, and I like her nickname that goes with that sometimes. Um, I don't actually know that, but I have a feeling you're not going to tell me. You seriously haven't heard it? Well, if no. you like, <clears throat> it's Jennifer Love Huge something. Okay. <laughs> I, think I, I think I get the gist of where it's going. I didn't make it Sorry, up. Sorry, Jennifer. Just, I, I'm just the messenger, but yeah, I can appreciate okay. that. Your celebrity man crush, or just man crush, is? Hmm. Well, as a kid growing up, it was Morton Harkett, lead singer of AHA. I was obsessed with him, really wanted to be in aha and as a fully grown man it probably still is morton but um (laughs) i've definitely got a man crush on ricky gervais oh and uh i think clooney is great just a good orator just kind of a decent guy he's like a man's man men want to be him women want to be with him as the old line goes and uh so yeah and uh so i go clooney gervais and probably alan partridge would be up there as well yeah yeah i'm only human So we are to the alpha round now. So this is where you're going to give us your tools, tips, tricks. And we're going to start that off with a book recommendation. You mentioned a book earlier. Would you like that as your recommendation? Oh, what book did I mention? You mentioned about <laughs> five, I think it's dying people. Like you said, it's oh, yes. five, five regrets <laughs> of the dying. The world's worst titled book ever, but a brilliant book. <laughs> uh, no, I'd like to change. I'd like to change my answer, please, Adam. <laughs> okay. Not, yep. not my final answer. Can I, can I have two? Can I throw in two? Yep. yep. One is marketing-based and one is kind of more kind of personal development. So the marketing one is Influence by Cialdini, which is uh, just the best book on uh, persuasion and uh, the psychology of persuasion and influence. And it's, it's generally among, in fact, it even says it's on the cover. It's, it's, it's regarded as the most important book written for marketers in the last 10 years. Cialdini is the guy's name, Robert Cialdini. I've actually spoken with him. He says, shamelessly name-dropping at an event yeah. in New York. And, uh, it's just a, and the thing that's great about this book is it's written full of um, stories and anecdotes. I love reading books where it's not kind of text-driven. It's yeah. just anecdote after anecdote. I think it's a great way to learn. So Influence is a terrific read. And uh, the other book I'd recommend is The Four Agreements. Have you, have you heard of The Four I Agreements? I have not heard of that. So. Oh, it's beautiful. Beautiful little book. You can read it in a day. Oh. And it's just, it's just The Four Agreements of Life to Live By. And the first one is uh, The First Agreement. I'll just tell you one. You can find out the other three in the book. But the first one is uh, Be Impeccable With Your Word. And I think it's just such a simple way. And everything I do, and I'm not just saying this, everything I do, everything I do, I try. Well, I don't try. I'm pretty good at doing this. I, for example, if I'm going to say something or do something, I will, I will only say it if I'm going to do it. So be yeah. impeccable with your word because, you know, the words, our, our word is really all, all we have. Yeah. If, we, if we say we're going to do something, do it. Don't yeah. be five I've minutes late for somebody. I've all sorts of situations just because if, if I've said it, I've made my bed, I'm going to do it. 
Yeah. I really, I really believe that. Definitely. Well, it's quite a rare, it's quite a rare quality. People cancel via text or just be four minutes late for something, you know, be impeccable with your word. So don't be late for people. If you're going to be somewhere, you know, set your watch five minutes faster. You're never late. Just be that person. doesn't matter if they're going to not be like that, but you know, don't, don't sink down to the level. In fact, help pull people up to your level. So the four agreements would be my other book that I recommend. Love it. I mean, there's been loads of nuggets throughout this whole interview, but where? <laughs> oh right, sorry. Say, okay. It sounds a little bit belittling this, but if you want to take away one thing, that I think that's vital and that will get you a long way in life, just that last bit of advice, definitely. Yes, I think okay. it will. Are there any alpha daily habits that you do that you think are really essential for part of your day and keep you on the straight and narrow? Yes. I generally get up at five o'clock in the morning. I spend uh, half an hour doing what I call my learning time, where I will spend half an hour purely learning something new. Most of the time it's to do with business. It might be a change to Facebook. It might be a marketing strategy. It could be anything, but I will spend purely half an hour to an hour just learning. I then do half an hour called earning time. So I have my learning time, then I have my earning time. And my earning time is essentially what can I do to create the next dollar online in my business? Can I create an email? Can I promote an affiliate product? Am I doing a launch? What is it that, and that's purely uh, money-based to be perfectly honest yep. with you. So there's learning and then there's earning time. And um, I find that if you start your day well, the rest of the day kind of flows yeah. quite effortlessly. It's a good, yeah, there's a good book called The Miracle Morning that's all about this very subject matter, interestingly. I only heard about this book a few days ago. And it's about the same thing, about starting your day well. And can I also say, you know, I don't do this every day. I certainly do have days where I kind of fall off the wagon and, you know, it's 10 o'clock and I'm still having breakfast. So I don't want to come across as like this guy that's got everything sorted yeah. and everything, you know, I'm human. Um, although, you know, obviously <laughs> semi-human like Alan Partridge. So, um, but yeah, so I do have, they're my two kind of things are my learning time and my earning time. And I try and do that every day. Brilliant. And having a strong start, like you said, I mean, it's just that feeling that you could literally, and I know this would be the case for you as, on certain days when you're on fire, you can literally get more done in your morning, your first couple of hours than a lot of people would do in a whole day. Oh, it's, completely. It's, yeah, it's whether, and I love that feeling, whether it's people are just being busy for busy's sake and if you're working for someone else or in a job you don't like and you're just, you know, punching the clock, obviously you're not going to be very productive. <laughs> totally. It's like being on Facebook all day, convincing yourself that you're working. It's like an actor that spends all day on the couch watching reruns of ER, <laughs> convincing himself he's studying acting. No, you're not. You're being lazy. Yeah. You're confusing activity for action. Dream killer. Right. Mm. Is there anyone who you think would be a good next alpha on my show who you'd like me to interview? Either you know, they could be under the radar, they could be fully out there in mainstream. I think Russell Simmons. You know Russell Simmons? I've heard of him, yes. I don't know him personally. He's behind uh, Def Jam Records in the 70s and the 80s. He really got big into... Um, he kind of had quite a drug thing and then he kind of turned it all around and he got big into meditation That'd and yoga and healthy living. Yeah. He's written a, he's written a New York times bestseller called super rich, which is a terrible title. And he admits that himself and he says why it's called super rich. It's not about financial riches. It's about being super rich spiritually. Mm -hmm. And um, it's one of my favorite books. In fact, if I recommended three books, super rich by Russell <laughs> Simmons probably would have been the third. Brilliant. So I'd say Russell Simmons would be a good guy to try and right. track down. Okay. I'll try and track him. Finally, what's the best way people can get hold of you? if they want to learn more, which they should do. <laughs> um, well, if anyone's interested, the best site would probably be chrisfarrellmembership.com and you can sign up there. Essentially, I do what we talk about in the, those three steps. The, the, the only thing you can do there is sign up and join my list and then through that, you, we, we all communicate and uh, if you want to take it further, you, you'll receive information from me that will allow you to do so. But Chris Farrell membership, two hours, two hours in Farrell would be the place to go to. Perfect. 
Well, Chris, thanks so much for your time today. And we, we are done. I mean, it's been a brilliant time. And I know you've got, you've got something else you need to shoot off for, but um, I'm happy. If there's any, ever anything I can do to help you out, just don't hesitate. And uh, I will. I will. <laughs> well, it's been a real pleasure spending time with you, Adam. And thank you to your, uh, your subscribers for, for, for listening to these two Brits. And let me know if I can help with anything, anything as well. No worries. The Awaken Your Alpha podcast. Live limitless. Check out this fantastic podcast. Do the little guy a favor. Subscribe and review. It'll help get him off my back. As part of us passing our 50th episode on Awaken Your Alpha and pushing on hard to 100 episodes, I closed Facebook group, The Alpha Way. Look onto, go onto Facebook, Awaken Your Alpha, like the page, and you have all the links in there. For men, we've got a little private group in there. All the updates and exclusive videos and as part of that, you will now be able to post your questions to the upcoming Alpha interviews. Make sure you follow us also on Twitter at Awaken Your Alpha to get all the details and keep in the loop. Follow us on Twitter. The Awaken Your Alpha podcast. Live limitless.